Welcome to Wrestling with the Angels, a podcast that hopes to encourage you as we limp along this life together. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Angie. And uh, sorry, we've been, we've been with family and doing holiday stuff the last two weeks. Uh, but Clint said that he didn't want to go three weeks without an episode, but conveniently, he's not here. And Angie's, <laughs> <laughs> Angie's actually on the phone, so I'm in this room by myself. It's kind of weird. But yeah, uh, but exciting. It we're, is exciting. Really, yeah. I feel like we're really technologically advanced today. So tech savvy. I'm so proud yeah. of myself. Because <laughs> I, be. I was kind of stressing. I was. I got up here. I was like, oh man, I'm not going to be able to figure out how to do this. And it's, I literally pressed one button, <laughs> and that was it. Imagine that. Yeah. Uh, but today we are talking about a statement that Jesus makes in the Book of Revelation. It's in chapter 21, it's verse 5. He says, Behold, I am making all things new. And it's kind of in the vein of this Advent season. And um, I just wanted to kick it to Angie to see what her thoughts were on what Jesus meant when he says, Behold, I am making all things new. Yeah, I think when we think about making all things new, it's not just in how we live, but it's in how we see and understand the world. Mm. That when we exist as humans in the world, we're, we're kind of handed this one perspective. And Jesus says, I am making all things new. So everything that you understand about the world that you live in is now with a new lens. That every person we encounter is beloved and precious to God and uh, has that offering to be a part of this kingdom that this kingdom work that we're all participating in. And so it's this new perspective of everyone is invited. I really like that. Yeah. So every time I come across someone, Jesus has now given me a lens to see this person as, as not something that's in the way, somebody that's inconvenient, but this person is an eternal being. They have a, they have a soul. And, uh, yeah. and, and I want to love them in the way that God loves them. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Um, one thing I'll add to that, I think is, you know, we hear the, the statement, make all things new, but when you ground it in the book that it's in, I think Jesus is saying, eventually we're going to, we're going to get back to the way things were in the garden where the curse mm-hmm. is broken. Work is no longer toilsome. Um, we no longer experience pain or, or, uh, or crying or sadness or depression. And so that's what he's making. It's going to be new in that we're getting back to how it was in the garden, but all of us have gone through some kind of suffering, some kind of pain. Mm-hmm. We've experienced redemption and reconciliation. And so it's going to be like it was, but it's going to be wholly different as well. And, yeah. um, where we've actually experienced grace, mercy, um, as opposed to just having followed the rules rightly our entire life. We've broken them and have been restored. And that's the new part, I think, as well. Well, it's kind of, um, you know, thy kingdom come. Yes. It's that declaration that the kingdom has come Mm -hmm. and and is coming. Yeah. So it's this perpetual grace that's being offered that chases us, redeems us, and makes us whole here and now. 
mm. in this world. Yeah. Um, what, what ways have you seen this making all things new? How have you seen that played out on a day-to-day kind of basis? Um, you know, I, I think the best offering that I have, and I kind of reflected on this in the last week, because I've had family at my house for the last two weeks. Oh, brutal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and the Jesus part, make things new. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I mean, it's been great because I, I don't get to see my family that often. Most of my family lives on the West Coast. Mm. Uh, and, and so I can really count on one, maybe two ha- hands, the number of times I've seen them in the last 20 years. Oh, wow. Most yeah. of my family time has been spent with my husband's side of the family. Mm-hmm. So having my mom here for a week around Thanksgiving, and then my brother came the day after her. And he hasn't been here, I think, since 2002. Oh, wow. Yeah, that so is a sweet time. time. Yeah, yeah. It, it was really great to, to have that time of connecting with them, especially around a holiday. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it made me kind of realize how different my culture is from my family's culture now. Oh, yeah. And so it was kind of this, like, clashing of cultures in my home and, and with, like, foods that we eat and language we use, how we interact with people. It was, like, all, all this, like, clashing of cultures. And it was kind of like having a moment to say, you know, for 20 years I spent a lot of time away from my family, but we're, we're starting to spend more time. And it looks like things are being made new, but we don't know what that's going to look like yet. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of starting to recognize that when things are made new in our own lives, we don't always know yet what new is going to look like. And that transition piece can feel a little um, uncertain. Yeah. Yeah. So do you say book sack now and come see? (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I, I think I do. I used to say backpack and I used to, I came down here and people said book sack and I'm like, what, what are you talking about? It's yeah, a backpack. I think I, I think I say book sack sometimes just because my kids get weird when I say backpack. Uh, yeah. So yeah. it's more like my kids, you know, thing, but there, there's all kinds of things. I mean, the fact that we say sir and ma'am to people here, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, all, all kinds of different ways that we interact that are just a little bit different it's, it's not like a huge problematic change but right right it, it, it's noticeable kind of differences yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like relationship wise we've been so distant that this is kind of like something new is coming up and it is really only for jesus that that, that newness kind of evolves and creates space for i don't know um just something in a new way that you hadn't expected. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's in a beautiful way, but you're still in kind of right now, that kind of moment of you don't know what exactly that's going to look like. Right. Yeah. One way I have seen the making all things new play out on a day-to-day basis in my life. You know, we end this podcast every episode with um, until next time, may the Lord make a channel for his peace and that channel of peace is um that makes a um oh I'm getting a, another call here let me I don't know if that's even going to come through um but that channel of peace when I can bring peace into interactions I have with with other people with other situations um it does make a difference um other yeah. other ways in which 
that making all things new, I like what you said at the beginning. A lot of it is geared towards me and the lens in which I see people, the soul work that God um, does in me, where I am focusing on grace, mercy, redemption, reconciliation. I have all that framework in every encounter I come across. Um, Every person I come across, that is going to be the primary means in which I want to interact with them. I don't always do that, but that, that spreading of, that's how I see the spreading of the kingdom, the making all things new is how I interact with others. I want to be God to them. I want to be his emissary, his image bearer um, to Mm -hmm. these people that I come across. And I have seen change in my own family. I've seen change at work um, by making that a primary focus in my interactions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When I uh, took my brother down to, I took my brother and, and his wife down to uh, New Orleans, you know, they'd never been. So we're uh-huh. walking down Bourbon. And he, and he asked me, how do you reconcile, you know, as a pastor walking down the street? Mm, that's a good question. It is. And what I told him is that it, this isn't for me to reconcile. This is God's reconciliation. Mm. Yeah. I said, so my goal in anything is just to be a presence of peace wherever I find myself. Yeah. I think we talked about that on the last episode. I can't remember what we um, called it, but it was basically like whichever situation we can, that we're in, we can bring God's presence into it. He can break through um, because of us being there. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully others agree with that. You know, the, the others see grace, mercy, love, forgiveness, all those things in the situations that we're in. So uh, <laughs> that, that's what we hope. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of a segue into the next question I have for you is what are ways in which we fail to make, to, to help participate in making all things new? Mm. Uh, sometimes my pride mm-hmm. gets in the way. Um, you know, I can think of one specific situation where I, I don't want to get into too many details other than to say that I I held on to my anger close, more closely than I held on to God. Mm-hmm. I've done that too. And so I prevented anything from being made new because I, I was more attached to the anger of the situation rather than allowing God to do the work of reconciliation. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Why do you, um, why did you want to I hold think, on to the anger in that moment? I think the pain was so fresh. Mm. I think I was having a hard time seeing the possibility of something new when it hurt so badly. Yeah. So I think then we're, when we're in a place of this extreme pain and um, sometimes there's a distancing that we do with God where we distance ourselves from God because we aren't ready for the newness. Mm-hmm. And we don't want it to be new. Uh, and in some ways we're, it's en- enjoyable may not be the right word, but it's what I'm going to use. It's enjoyable to hang on to that anger. Um, there's, yes, absolutely. It felt, you know, it felt like a righteous anger. Yeah, so I wasn't justified. ready to let go of mm-hmm. the righteousness of it yet. Yeah. Yeah, that brings me back to that statement. Um, you know, anger is closely tied with um, bitterness and resentment for me. And um, 
there's a phrase that was really helpful to me that really I heard it and it, I mean, it just, I, I clung to it, but that resentment is like drinking poison, hoping the other person dies. Um, yeah. like and I'm hanging that's, on to that's this exactly thing. Exactly what it felt like. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I remember when you said that. I don't remember what episode, but I remember you said that, and I was kind of in the thick of it at that point, and mm. I really thought, yeah, that's what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> I am drinking this. Yeah, I'm I'm taking this resentment in, and I'm hoping it hurts the other person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can give a, a smaller example, specific example for me that happened. Um, it was either last night or the night before. Um, I was helping my son. So there are a couple character traits I have that are, that are negative. I'm hypersensitive. Um, I'm compulsive and those two were at play in this moment. I'm about to say, um, so I was helping my son with his homework, my four-year-old son with his homework. And yes, he has homework, (laughs) which is like (laughs) writing letters and stuff. It's super easy stuff. I'm not having to think too hard about it. Uh, But while I was helping him, I started a timed game of chess. And that's how silly I am. I should have known not to do that, but that's the compulsive side of me. I've always got to be running, gunning, 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 doing. And um, so I started playing this game, and I was doing fine. I was doing well. I was winning. And he asked for some help. And I looked over, and I was helping him, and I made a move, and I wasn't thinking on the game at the same time. And then I started losing really bad. And he asked me another question, and I snapped at him. I snapped at him because I was I was insecure or whatever about losing this chess game that I felt like I should have won. Yeah. Um, and that that's a moment, that's a small moment, but there are much larger moments that happen like that where I fail to participate in the um in the making all things new. But what's yeah. really what's cool and beautiful about what God has done is that I can participate in making all things new. If I can give up my ego in that moment and apologize to my son, ask for forgiveness, um, then God actually, he flips the that negative thing on its head. That now by having, by having snapped at my son, I can actually go to him and say, you know, hey, bud, dad was wrong for... Act, or for saying those things. Will you please forgive me? And <laughs> he has always forgiven me. He's very sweet. And then we hug and we kiss and we make up. And so God has turned that evil thing into a good thing that just compounds the interest of making all things new. Does that make sense what I'm saying? So he takes a bad thing and he makes it good. Mm-hmm. And in so doing, I'm actually still participating in the making all things new. If I can give up my ego, because I didn't want to apologize to him in the moment. I was like, he was wrong. He made me mess up my chess game, which is a foolish, silly, crazy thought that my son, by asking help um, on his homework, messed up my chess game. <laughs> but when I can... Yeah, I'm really glad that you, you just said that word. Like, uh, it, it's a crazy thought because yeah. I think part of making things, new, uh, making things new is controlling our own thoughts. Yes. Yeah. You know, making sure that we're we're paying attention to our thoughts, which ones are true, real, toxic, mm. all of those things. Yeah. So in a very real way, if I want to change the environment around me, whatever environment that is, it starts by changing me. 
And it's kind of a cliche, trite saying, but it's true. I I have experienced it to be true, that when I change me, my environment does change. I've seen it in my family. I've seen it at work. I've seen it uh, play out. Absolutely. We can't, we cannot control how other people receive or respond or behave. We can only do that with ourselves. That's right. Yeah. And that by choosing to participate in making all things new, it blesses the other person in some way and can actually cause and create um, soul healing, soul repair. Absolutely. That's all I got. You got anything else? I think that's all I have for today. Awesome. Well, that's what... But it's been good to be back even if we're not in the same room. That's right. I agree. And uh, that's what we want to do today. We want to participate in making all things new. And until next time, may the Lord mix a channel for His peace. Mm -hmm.